Welcome to The Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. <laughs> get it together and bring it back to me. All right, we are recording now. We have got to stop singing this it. new booty. No. Okay. Um, our guest inspired that song. So, okay. At this point, we're like, what, 10 days into the new year. So this is that time of year when everybody has committed to like their fitness and wellness goals. Everybody except for us. Um, (laughs) And so like, are you a workout person, Jackie? Like, do you go to the gym? Do you work on your your fitness? I don't. And I I hate that about myself. I I don't want you to hate anything about (laughs) yourself. This is a positive, uplifting podcast. I just wish that I had the, um, I don't know, the get up and go to like wake up at 4am and be like, Hey, I'm going to do more. I get in, I get in like little, I don't know, spurts where I will get up and have like this really good little workout video that I'll put on the iPad. The girls are running around me and I do it. And that's great. I love to run. However, I feel like every time I do that, like I mess up my right knee. So I'm just, I feel like I'm getting old, but no, I need to get in a better regimen for sure. I'm not running nowhere. Number one. <laughs> Unless somebody's chasing you. Or or Molly's Mixin has a bougie, <laughs> bougie brownie, brownie and girl. I'm chasing her little tail down <laughs> yeah. to get that brownie. But I like to, I go to the health park. Okay. Um, that's mostly because it's nice and I support I like the YMCA, but Kentucky Wesleyan students have a membership to the YMCA. And so I want to be able to work out and not see our students. So I think you should support that. the YMCA, but I like the health park. I like to go swim laps there. Nice. And when I say swim... It's like the golden girls is like, and I have like a slow doggy paddle, but okay. swimming burns a lot of calories and Absolutely. works a lot of muscles. Yes. But I'm also excited because then Orange Theory Fitness is yes. opening in Owensboro. Yep. And that's the kind of workout my big tail needs. So tell me about. So it's is. structured. It's like high intensity, whatever. Interval, but like interval. I need somebody telling me what to do. Like I can't oh, just same. like walk into a gym and be like, oh, I'm going to lift these weights and do this thing. But when no. you go to Orange Theory there's like a regiment, like they, there's an instructor. Sort of like okay. edge, so it's classes? edge boot camp. Yeah, it's classes. Okay. okay. And cool. I, there are some people that I know that have gone there, um, like in other cities and have had Love a lot it. of success there. Yeah. So I'm interested in I'm just embarrassed that. though in front of other people. Are you, are you? I Our guess is shaking her head yes. I used to be. I'm embarrassed. Um, but like I've, I've, like I've I'm, been I'm able to like put that right out now of my thinking mind. about it, honestly. Really? I'm, I'm sweating. Not, would you think like a person of my size Introvert would right be? Here. Because Introvert. I think, I think, but I, anymore I'm like, screw y'all. Like I, my, <laughs> I'm I, here I to might do be me. slower than y'all and I might be but huffing and puffing, it. but I'm here trying it. I could be on my couch eating those bonbons Amen. that I wanted to be eating. Amen. Um, yes. So. I know. Yeah. So I won't see Which you is what at, I'm at doing. The gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our guest just said that she would be uh, sitting on the couch eating bonbons and I'd love to be cuddled be up there next with to her you. while she does that. Yes. Um, so anything else that the new year is bringing in your life, Jackie? Um, I think one thing, I would say I, I don't have a new year's resolution, but maybe a revelation of whether Ooh, we want to yeah, have maybe a third kid or not, that's something that weighs really heavily on me. So that's something that <laughs> will really be, um, I don't know, trying to figure out. That's in- so would you, is there the opportunity to have a third child the same way that Correct. the first two? Yes, we do have, yeah, embryos. So you have more embryos. Yeah, so it would be a transfer. 
just like we did before. So it's just really deciding, like, am I built for three kids? Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me. Like, I want to so bad. And I I mean, honestly, I tackle with this, like, daily. This is a daily, and our guest is shaking her head. Yep. It's a daily struggle, like, because I am 36. I do not want to wait much longer, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go ahead and tackle it now. Um, so that we can get through the newborn stage, which I've said before, I know it's not my favorite. favorite. Um, so, you know, it's just something, a revelation that I, I really need to prey on. And Zach is so sweet and supportive. He's just like, you do all the work. So like, it's up to you. Like he's, he's, yes, he's he want no, a boy. I, he never will vocalize that. I'm sure. Yes. He's such a sports guy. And like, he played football for KWC. Hello. Shout out. Um, I mean, so he, and he golfs and loves going to sporting events so but the girls might be into that stuff too oh eventually. our sec our uh, sylvia she's she a doesn't seem like she's gonna be like no, super she's nice gonna she's theater. gonna be in theater and like <laughs> dancing but i guess my i don't know enough about um like the embryo transfer yeah so do you know what the sex is of the baby like we do could, not could you know that you like, could but we would we would you just choose. wait till like the, we wouldn't choose to do that yeah the that, average well, time and that's like really invasive. The ultrasound or whatever yeah that's invasive like you that would be testing the embryo uh-huh. and we just choose not to do that so I'm sorry. I have a lot of questions. I, I feel like a lot of people don't ask. Do they any. just put one embryo at a time? It's a choice for you, but I always lean on, you know, the doctor with whether that's a good choice or not. So the first two transfer transfers we did, we did one. Okay. And then, so we got to the third transfer and he's, and he's like, let's do two like this time because odds. something's not working. Right. And it gives you, yeah, better odds. So we had Channing that time so then the fourth transfer we did one because i was like no way in hell am i gonna have twins <laughs> you know after you have one kid you're like eh, i could have done twins first because i wouldn't have known any different i feel like but the second time i'm gonna i'm gonna not yeah, go that direction we if talk possible. about that all the time so, yeah I'm exactly like, how do people do that yeah, yeah so we did one and we're blessed with sylvia so we would do one moving forward but okay. so yeah it's just do you go to boston ivf i do now we started okay. out at um advanced fertility or advanced reproductive institute or something like that. I can't even remember now. Um, but that guy, Dr. Gentry retired from the Evansville office. He was primarily out of Indy and he would travel to Evansville. And then he's, he's, he's getting up there in age. Shout out to Dr. Gentry. You're amazing. But he didn't want to make that commute anymore. And I understand that. So our only option really like close was Boston IVF, which they are amazing. Don't get me wrong. They're wonderful. So I'm happy to be there. If you, if you have fertility issues, I recommend them as well. Wonderful. They told me really bad news. That doctor, I can't remember what his name is. Griffin. Griffin. He's wonderful. He told me really bad news, Mm -hmm. but in a very caring, but direct way. Compassionate. And yeah, but he didn't beat around the bush. And he said, I love that you could spend a lot of money, time and energy doing all this, but I, I don't think that's what the best option is for you. I would use that money and maybe explore it. I respect option. that. And so I'm like, yeah, because there's not a lot. There are places that would, would have be just like, taken our money take, and take your time money. and yeah. years of and your my life and, and everything else. So. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So we've got a queen. Absolutely. I'm for this episode. Um, <clears throat> she's the one, the only Ashley Dale Braun Gindek. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know her whole name. Okay, wait a I second. I just name. learned something already. <laughs> Born November 4th, 1986. Oh, six. 
Correct. Yes. Oh it was a good year. I, it was a good year. I'm like really close friends with her because I know yes, her birthday. Are. No, I'm just kidding. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding. Mm. Important to know about, um, and that's the most important thing about Ashley. She mm-hmm. was a bridesmaid in my wedding. Yeah. And really the reason that you call me queen is because I was your husband's queen. Yes. Fun fact. My husband was homecoming king. I love it. At Kentucky Wesleyan and the queen was Ashley. So oh, they, that's I a whole it whole problem in my marriage um, so um, Ashley is how you and I even got to know each other she's mm-hmm. the connector um, yep. for us so the world can thank Ashley for this podcast to yeah. be honest with and you and I know Ashley too okay? I know so tell us how you know so Ashley I guess Jackie. <laughs> when I moved back to Owensboro I wanted to get connected like you know being an adult it's so hard to find friends mm-hmm. and like and like cultivate those relationships or at least for me like I'm like an introvert and so I'm like I don't know what to do here so I tried to get plugged in with the KWC Kappa Delta chapter I know how Becca loves to hear about Kappa Delta AOT AOT so anyway I that, means. Means. <laughs> that okay. really bothers me. Ashley on top <laughs> <laughs> she's the yes. best get it so anyway that's how we met we connected through that and then we like they invited me to like a little bunko group and and our uh, kids went to school together at Braze and yeah, just gotten to know her. And I think she's one of the most down to earth, amazing, cool chicks ever. You're making glad. me blush. <laughs> I'm glad to have her as a friend. Oh my gosh. All right. So yeah, we're really glad to have you as our friend. Mm-hmm. Are well, you glad to have us as your friends? Sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just a little upset that you didn't name the podcast after me since I'm the one who like brought y'all together. Oh, true. I didn't know that until right that now. That was a miss. You're literally the worst person I know. No. Um, okay. So why don't you, not everybody is as blessed to know you as well oh, as Jackie and I do. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself real quick and then we're going to get into our icebreaker questions. Well, first of all, this workout talk, I just want to say like, <laughs> All that's on my mind right now is the fact that I could sing Kanye's workout plan to you. Oh, my God. Um, don't judge me for that, because that was back when people liked Kanye. Oh, my um, gosh. Did you see what he said? Did, anyway, we could talk about Kanye West for a long time. Sorry. Uh, um, but what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, just like, <laughs> this, is, this, is how, this is how this podcast it's, is going to go. Exactly it's going to be disaster. as authentic right as you hear it right now. Uh, where are you from? How did you get to Owensboro? Um, what's your family that's what this is gonna be about uh, your family situation oh have you met my sisters yeah well like your uh no. yeah anyway you got a husband kids and stuff it's fine um so i am not from owensboro i ended up here because i came to kentucky wesleyan college as a student for my bachelor's degree uh, which I received in English with an emphasis in creative writing. Um, I am from a very small town in Tennessee named Salina. Um, it is about 40 miles from Cookville, which is where Tennessee Tech University mm-hmm. is. Um, but Salina is right on Dale Hollow Lake, which is our big claim to fame. And if you've never been, definitely go. It is the most gorgeous lake. It is so clean and so much fun. And I'm blessed to have grown up right there with that as my front yard. Um, Yeah. So I came to Owensboro for KDBC. And then you stayed here and then went to grad school at DePaul in Chicago. Yes. So I left here and uh, went to DePaul University in Chicago, got my master's in writing and publishing. And then despite my best efforts to get my 
at the time fiance to move to Chicago, I moved back to Tennessee, but to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then we got married. How'd you all meet? Here. Okay. K-Dub. Cool. Good old K-Dub. I probably knew that. I forgot. Yeah. So Wesley Christopher is your husband and you have two children. We do. Wrigley, he is four and a half. And Willow, she is one and a half. Wrigley named after... Wrigley the Cubs Field. baseball field. Okay. And then where, what was Willow named after? Um, a W name, wasn't yeah. it? Didn't you want a W name? Well, so Willow was it. the girl name I picked for um, Wrigley if, she, mm. if he would have been a girl. Okay. Uh, but at the time, Chris was like, that sounds like a hippie name because it's a tree and like I'm not a hippie and we're not naming a kid Willow. <laughs> this podcast supports hippies. <laughs> and yeah, then hippies. like a year like or two after having Wrigley, Chris was like, you know, the name Willow has grown on me, so I think we oh, should we should have around. a girl, and we should name her Willow. And I was like, well, I don't think we get to choose. <laughs> we can choose the name for sure, but I don't think we get to choose the gender just yet. I really thought it was going to be Rebecca. That was I mean, I named my kid Asher for me, which is after Ashley. Not really. It's actually not. <laughs> but fun fact, but like, Matt calls him Ash, which is, is a nickname, nickname for me. So you basically, basically named him after me. That's fine. Yeah. Jackie, do you want to ask that? Make a question? Oh. <laughs> I'm scared to hear. I'm scared what the answers are going to be too, okay. but, but like a healthy scared. Uh, I love it. Okay. So what has been one of the most influential films to you and a short reason why? Okay. So because I like you guys and I've listened to this podcast before, I know oh, that people, you. you're welcome. I know that people have some like really heartfelt answers and then you have people like Katie Cecil who is like, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, <laughs> which we love, right? right. Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of more on that side, probably. I would we say Harriet the Spy. <laughs> I've never I've seen never. that. You're gonna have to give us the plot. I need more information <laughs> on this. Um, oh, I, sh- I should look up when it was made. I'll Google, yeah, it right Google now. that. <laughs> Who was in so, that? Michelle. Trattenberg. I don't know. I don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> you trailed off there a little bit, Ashley. <laughs> um, 1996. Okay, okay. so probably, I was probably already at that point a little too old to watch that movie. Um, <laughs> no, I was only 10. Um, so it's about a girl who wants to be a spy, but like her version of being a spy is she just wrote everything down in this composition notebook. Um, and so I literally did that as a kid okay. because she wanted to be a writer. Oh, and gotcha. so like her nanny, who was played by Whoopi Goldberg. No, scratch that. Played by Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, mm. Two very different people. <laughs> two very different huh. people. I don't know why I said Whoopi Goldberg. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I was like, oh, whoopee, cool. Like Ghost. <laughs> and then Rosie. <laughs> yeah, the movie is nothing like Ghost. So anyway, <laughs> you were inspired because you wanted to be a writer and you she wanted to be a writer. related to the young Yeah, lady. she wanted to be a writer and her nanny um, said to her, you know, basically like, if you want to be a writer, you have to write every day. Carry a notebook, write in it every day. So that's what I did. And my sisters hated it because... <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to be a spy, so I'm going to spy on my two older sisters because <laughs> right that's what them. every young sibling should do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's literally what I would do. So I mentioned I grew up on Dale Hollow Lake. Well, we literally, like, it was our front yard, basically. We lived right by a marina, so we could walk to the bottom of our driveway and be on a boat dock. 
people would come stay in the cabins every summer. And, you know, the older sisters who are teenagers, like families come stay and they have sons, you know, boys in in their uh, board shorts, you know. Sun's out, guns out kind of thing. And so they'd go walk in the dock together. And I'm like walking on the dock like across from them because there were two docks. I'm doing a terrible job explaining this. But like they're kind of like ran parallel. Mm-hmm. So you could see. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like dodging behind houseboats and in between. This like, cool. I did not know this about Oh, you. yeah, girl. And I still have every single one of those composition notebooks. Oh, oh, why God. did you not every bring one. it? We would those have loved would to so, read an excerpt. Do, a, a podcast should be just us doing a dramatic <laughs> reading. reading. Dramatic reading. <laughs> Today, Beth walked with a boy on the pier. <laughs> I think they might have held hands. <laughs> Boys are gross. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what oh I got. I love it. I love that. Okay, so next one. If you could be the member of any fictional family, which would it be and why? So one thing you should know about me is I'm extremely indecisive. So I'm giving you two answers. Um, I would hands down, without a doubt, be a Gilmore girl. Oh, oh yes. Like, Lorelai, Rory, yes. Yeah. Like I just, <clears throat> I would fit in so well. Mm-hmm. But I also, as a mom now, um, I want to be part of the Blue Healer family. Yeah. Is that Bluey? Bluey? That is Bluey. Like oh, yes. Australian accents. That's, to be, that's the best answer so far. I want to be a Blue Healer. I love they're, it. They're the sweetest little family. <laughs> My son's not even old enough to watch it yet, but I watch it. I strive it's, to it's, be. Like, yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Although that's I did answer. read something that was like, gee, thanks. Like, you can stop now, Bluey's dad, because the like, expectation my is children so now in the like grocery store expect me to just play, play. the like, feather wand game where yes. everything automatically becomes super heavy. Yes. Heavy. Like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's very true. But at the same time, I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's a sweet <laughs> It <show>. is. <clears throat> love it. <laughs> that's a great answer. I love great it. Great answer. All right. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? This to me is kind of like, what's your favorite book? Like, I can't just pick one thing, mm. right? So if we had <clears throat> until the year 2025, I would tell you probably like my favorite song in every single musical genre. Well, I love that. Yep. But if I had to pick one, it would be, Becca, you look scared. Oh, I'm, I'm scared. excited. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear this. I don't think you would guess this. I would probably pick... Hit me with your best shot by Pat Benatar. That is Ooh, not what I thought you were going to say. I don't know what one. I thought you were going to say, but that wasn't that's it. For this I thought you were going to hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> Come on. Is there any significance to that? Um. Well, basically, any Pat Benatar song would be my go-to karaoke song. Not that anyone wants to hear me sing karaoke, but um, I just, it's such a fun song, mm-hmm. and I feel like it can mean so much more than it probably it's supposed to mean I don't really know what it was supposed to mean. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big fan of the eighties and so I just yeah. I love Pat Benatar. Um, I like though that it's like I, I when I hear it and sing it, I relate it to like life, not mm-hmm. really a relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like yeah. you know Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Put I up your dukes. It. Let's yeah. go at it. Let's like it. go. Resilience. Exactly. Yes, girl. That is a great choice. I okay. Like it. So what, you're an English teacher at Owensboro Innovation Academy. So tell us about that. Like, are there, do you just teach general English? What classes do you teach? So I started there um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in January of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good thing I teach English, not math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or history. <laughs> oh, math is hard. Um, I ta- 
taught sophomore English first um, and then was offered the opportunity to move up and teach junior English and senior English, which I jumped at because, as you know, Becca, I come from a college teaching background. So kind of moving to the high school atmosphere was a bit scary. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I had more in my like wheelhouse of, oh, I can teach seniors and juniors because I know what they need to know in a couple years in college. Um, But so now I teach junior English, senior English, a dual credit English class through Wesleyan and also a creative writing elective. Wow. Oh, so tell me about the creative writing elective. I feel like that's something that you would really enjoy. Is that where you're like, yeah, that's get to like be creative. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but like for you, I know that's like what you're passionate about. Yes. So like, what are some assignments or things that they do in that class that get you excited? Um, I just try. So I've tried to, because I'll have the same group of students for that class um, all year. Well, for all of my classes mm-hmm. all year long. Um, and so I've tried to start off with like a fiction unit. Then we moved to nonfiction, uh, which, uh, and then we're going to start poetry coming up. And so I try to just dabble in all the genres uh-huh. for them. And so I try to pick things that stood out to me whenever I took writing classes. Um, and so not necessarily the same exact assignments, but similar things. So like the very first thing we did, because it's high school, it's a STEM-based high school, first of all, and so most of them are very brilliant students, but writing is not their forte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, give them something to build, and they can build you a robot, and then go to, like, Worlds and come in, like, 13th place or something like that, but um, writing an essay and things like that is probably a little, like, not something that they would gravitate towards. Yeah. So I had them do snowball writing, so you start off writing a story and then crumple it up, throw it to the front of the room. And then everyone goes and picks up a new paper and you continue the story. And then I had them. That's that. fun. That sounds like we a should blast. do that one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I try to keep it fun and interesting. Of course, again, it's not always fun and interesting for mm-hmm. them, but I, I, my hope is that when they're finished with this class, because most of them came in like, I'm not going to be good in here. I don't like writing. This is going to be my least favorite class. Like, I hope they leave and they're like, hey, I actually had some fun in there. Yeah. And I do disguise some fun things as grammar, um, everyone's <laughs> least favorite thing. Um, so hopefully by the time I get them as juniors and seniors, because most of them in that class are freshmen, um, they'll, they'll have been exposed <laughs> yeah. to multiple yeah. like facets of writing. Right. So what's most difficult about what you do? How long do we have? No, I'm kidding. Um, I think, well, recently, I will say probably dealing with high school, like, drama, mm, maybe. Like, mm. and that's not me involved in drama. At least right, I hope right, not. right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a project-based school, and so there's a lot of group work. Mm-hmm. And the desks are grouped together, and so there's always four people together. and um, Dynamics of, Yes, yeah, you know. so it's like oh, every trying day. Trying to work together. Every day I'm like, well, okay, Becca, can you sit by Jackie today? Or you mm. know, did she ruin your life? Um, and by that I mean, did she paint her nails the same color that you did? Um, you know, things like that. So that that part's kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, and then again, kind of just to refer back to the whole, I teach English at a, a mostly STEM-based right. school. Like they're not thrilled about English for the most part. And so trying to get them to just understand this is something that you're going to need in all aspects of your life, oh, yes. no matter what you're going to do in your future. Do yeah. you, have you found, I have found this with college students, but COVID 
And like those couple of years or, you know, year and a half, whatever of remote learning mm. has really, and it's not the kid's fault, but like stunted them a little bit, like mm-hmm. with their ability to interact and some yeah. of that like group dynamic and even just like how to behave in a classroom. I mean, have you found that? Yes. Short answer. Yes. I mean, absolutely. Writing skills, I think, have declined. Reading skills have declined. But one of the biggest things, and again, I did not teach high school pre-COVID, so I can't say that this maybe wasn't something prior, but they seem to think that due dates are just this fluid thing. Like, oh, that was due three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Well, can I turn it in now? <laughs> You're like, no, man. Right. Try to tell your boss that after right. graduation. And that's what yeah. I try to tell him. I'm like, listen, I'm trying to not only teach you these like hard skills of yeah. grammar and things like that, but like these soft skills. Yeah. You're, you're life gonna, lessons. Exactly. You're going to need to know what a deadline is no matter where you are in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So what's the most rewarding thing about what you do then? So actually, <clears throat> just recently... Um, a student came up to me and not even a student that I have right now. It's a student that I had um, before I left Wesleyan. I was going to OIA and teaching a dual credit class there for the students. Um, And I had her in that class and she stopped me in the hall um, and said to me, Miss Gendek, I just want you to know that thanks to you, I got an A on my paper for my marketing class that I'm taking at Wesleyan. And I was like, well, I know nothing about marketing. So, um, (laughs) I don't know that you can attribute any of that to me, but she was like, it was a 15 page paper. And because of what I learned in your class, like I was not nervous about writing a 15 page paper because I knew that I could do it. I knew that like I had the skills. And so it's like those moments, yeah. even though there's all those moments where they're like, I hate writing. I'm never going to need to know this. <laughs> but even just one student being like something you said or did in class, like a lesson, whatever it was, like stuck with me and mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget it. That's great. So it's that. those moments. Yeah, for sure. So I know that you are working on a special project. I don't know if that's what you call it, a special project, but um, dealing with the Holocaust. So can you just explain more about what that is and how you got involved with that? Yes. So actually, um, one of the teachers at OIA who was working on her master's, and I'm not sure if it's through UK, so I don't want to misstate that, but she passed along this initiative that was like, hey, the University of Kentucky and their Jewish Heritage Studies program, I may have said that, in reverse, um, they're launching this education initiative and they want teachers from all across the state of Kentucky to apply essentially to go through these like workshops where we kind of teach each other what we know about the Holocaust um, and genocide as well. Um, and like what's important to be taught, like if you're only going to teach four things that deal with the Holocaust, what are the four things that should be taught? Mm. Um, and so I applied kind of just thinking like on a whim, like, well, it doesn't hurt to apply um, and got it. Wow. Um, and I'm actually one of two. And I don't even know. I think he's kind of on the cusp, but I'm like the only person in Western Kentucky. Oh, wow. Um, they chose 20 stu- uh, students, 20 teachers. Um, from across the entire state? Yes. And they wanted to kind of have some from everywhere, what I think was the goal, because then our ultimate goal is after we go through um, our workshops, so we've met twice a month since the summer, um, and then coming up, I think the first ones are like in March, maybe April, <laughs> um, we, the teacher leaders, the 20 of us, are um, 
kind of co-leading because most of them have at least two people um, workshops for other teachers in our districts. Mm -hmm. So I am co-leading one in uh, June, on June 1st, actually, in Bowling Green with a teacher named Adam Spinks, and he teaches in Litchfield. Oh, my people. Yeah. Um, And uh, so, yeah, um, we... The point of us leading these like personal development, these um, sessions is so we can hopefully teach teachers who maybe are afraid to approach a subject like the Holocaust because it can be hard in Mm. a room full of students who maybe have never heard of it or maybe want to start battles about like, oh, well, I heard it, you know, I heard it's all made up. It didn't really happen. Or, okay, well, why does that matter to me? Because I'm not Jewish and no one in this room is Jewish. Like, things Mm -hmm. like that. It can be difficult to approach topics and not really know how to respond to students when Mm -hmm. they say things. Um, Our goal is to then teach other teachers, like, hey, these are things that we think are important. Mm -hmm. Um, Here are some things that you can walk away with immediately and implement in your classroom if you want. Mm -hmm. Or not but here are things that if if you want to teach this stuff this is what we think you should teach so we're kind of coming up with some like curriculum that teachers can make their own or use exactly as we have it or whatever whatever they want just give them this toolbox like a template that they can go off of and that's that's a very useful resource oh yeah yeah so for the listeners who maybe are like oh i didn't even realize that they still like teach about the holocaust in schools like why do you think it's important that that's still taught today So kind of like I said, it's a difficult topic, I think, for high schoolers who feel like there are so many present day issues going on in the world. And there are, but that might seem more relevant than the Holocaust or, you know, a different genocide that has happened in the past. Um, Like my response to them and to others who ask is if you really look at the root of what happened in the Holocaust, um, like... Those are things that happen every single day, some on a small scale, some on much larger scale, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so there is hate in the world. Um, People are judged um, by the communities they consider their community, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people are are targeted. um, And unfortunately, in the world we live in, people are killed. And while it might not be mass genocide, it's for the same reasons that like the Holocaust was rooted in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just feel like, you know, the phrase history, uh, like you have to learn history so it can't repeat itself. And then, Oh, history is bound to repeat itself. I I mean, I think it's, it's obvious in my opinion that the level of um, hatred and disrespect and just like, um, just belittling Mm -hmm. groups that you think are beneath the group you're a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that be, you know, well, I'm going to bully you because you're on the robotics team and I'm a cheerleader Mm -hmm. or, you know, even Mm -hmm. at that scale, like it's still so present today. And so I think if, if students um, look at it from that angle, Mm -hmm. maybe they'll realize like, okay, yes, we're not committing mass genocide, but like, it's still, not okay yeah well and even I would have you know just a couple of years ago 
I would never have thought that we were at a place in the, not to get like super political in here, but like the anti-Semitism and stuff that we're mm-hmm. seeing in the media and things that are happening right now. And that the things that people are comfortable saying out loud, yes. not even in like a small group, but on these like mass public forums, mm-hmm. it's horrifying it is. because you could see how easily history can repeat itself. Yes. And if we don't start educating people, um, it, it yeah, it is scary. Well, even the phrase, and I mean... I heard it quite a bit. I mean, again, I'm from a very small rural town, but the phrase, oh, I'm going to try to Jew them down, when talking yes. about like bartering or like, you know, going to a flea market or, and yeah. I'm going to try to pay less for this or something like, oh, I'm going to Jew, Jew you down or something like it never registered to me. Yeah. That that was like a not okay, not okay thing to say until, you know, high school age. Yes. Um, and starting to learn about the Holocaust and things like that. And then I realized just how horrid that phrase is mm-hmm. yeah. and yep. the fact that people would just say it like it was you know like hey you want to go get a drink of water like yeah. <laughs> like it was okay to say it and so even things like that well that's i think it's just so important that you're you're doing that so i think that's thank really you. cool that I, um yeah very impressive it's making a impact. huge difference thank you absolutely and i i mean i did have the pleasure when i studied abroad in um college to go and visit several of the major um, sites that were impacted during that time frame. Um, and so that stuck with me too. And so like, wow. that's just, that's something that you, you never forget mm-hmm. once you go there and see it. And so it's always kind of just been something in my heart to like make sure that people don't forget about it. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's a good mission to have. Thank you. Um, so what are some other passions that you have, hobbies or things you're involved in that you are excited about? Um, well, I am on the board of directors for the Oasis Shelter in town. Hmm. And so I am, that holds a very special place in my heart. Um, and those are some great um, other board members on that board with me, most of which are female, but there are a handful of uh, men on that board. But it's it's just so empowering to be a part of that group um, and do the good that we do, even though I feel like we do so little compared to what the shelter as a whole does and the people who work at the shelter. Um, but that's that is definitely something that I enjoy being a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, is Oasis so for people who aren't yes. from here? No, no. Oasis is a women's shelter for women who specifically experience domestic violence. Yes, women and children. Okay. okay. So, um, and we, um, service, I guess is the word, several surrounding counties. So like we're kind of the central hub for, um, several counties around us as well. Um, other than that, like things that are far less important, (laughs) but I'm like super interested in sports, which Uh I know that, um, like Jackie, you're not so much. Mm. Uh, 2020, 2020 was Good for me in the sports arena. <laughs> oh, because there were none. <laughs> Correct. That is hilarious. Oh, like, I loved it. I was like, like, oh, Zach, you have to sit here and look at me. <laughs> right. You had to sit here and look at me, but he managed to find like repeats on, you know, the Hulu or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. Chris Chris would sit and watch games and he'd be like into it, yelling mm-hmm. at the TV. And I'm like, I'm all about sports. I, I fully love sports. My son is named after an MLB. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, clearly I'm all about sports, but I'm like, Chris, you know what's happening. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what I say. <laughs> and then I say all of that. And I will say that during COVID, we did rewatch the Cubs winning the World Series like seven times. Probably. <laughs> rem- we were together when the yes. Cubs won that. Yes. Do you remember you in the shark costume with the W flag? <laughs> well, uh, Chris ran around campus with the W flag, just like screaming, like oh going crazy. <laughs> so the Cubs, Cubs and then the Preds, y'all have season tickets have to the National yeah. Predators. To the National Predators. Mm-hmm. So we are diehard hockey fans. Chris will say he liked hockey before he met me, um, but that's false because he was not that cool. <laughs> Everything Chris says is false. <laughs> exactly. Somebody needs to write that down. Um, but so my dad played hockey in college. He was a goalie at Michigan State. Oh, and wow. so we've always been into hockey. Yeah. And then, so when the Preds came to Nashville, we basically yeah. were day one season ticket holders. So that's awesome. Um, I've been to many Preds games. I, they're so fun. They are fun. <laughs> you have to admit, right? Oh, it's so fun. Exactly. It's Even if you blast. don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's, well, a, and the it's lo- a great town. Even just the location of where Bridgestone Arena yeah, is. Like downtown, right in the middle the of like Broadway. I mean, <laughs> you get the game and then you can wander right out. Mm-hmm. Um, but For sure. See, I'm the kind of sports fan. I am a big sports fan, actually. But it drives my husband nuts. Like, if it's a game I really care about, I can't watch it. I get so that. when like Carolina was in the final four Can't. playing Duke last year, I made him literally turn off every TV in the house. <laughs> it could only be on Netflix or like a streaming service. <laughs> and we had to put our phones on silent in another room. Stop it. No. And then he would get How up. How is like, that enjoyable? He, right? I know. I, I mean, that's like a, that's like, I, I tell Chris all the, or Chris, that's not my husband. Matt. <laughs> Do we need to talk? No. no we, oh, my. We don't need to talk. But, like, I tell Matt all the time, I'm like, I don't want to, like, start Asher watching sports. And being angry. Because, <laughs> because to feel this stress about something I That's literally I have don't no control yes. over is, like, That's not it. healthy. Uh, that's I it. I want to be a Jackie. I want to be Jackie. I <laughs> well, want in lots of ways. But like no, specifically no. with this, oh. I want to not care about sports because the heartache. Right. That I put when 19 yes. year old men don't put a freaking <laughs> basketball in a yeah. basket. Right. Is stupid. I have cried <laughs> over basketball games. Like, is that not the stupidest thing you have ever kind heard of? Kind of, kind of. Sports make me cry a lot too. Oh my gosh. Bluey yeah. also makes me cry. So. Yeah. That's why we love each other. I used to be a sports fan, just for the record. What, what sport? UK basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, used yeah. to be, yeah. Used to Hardcore. be, and then what changed? That's why you no longer like sports, because of your choice in team. Yeah, Probably. Knows. Maybe that's it. No, wah, no. Wah. Zach is, like, hardcore, like, just, like, travels to all the games, like, Las Vegas, and I'm going to go down to Miami, wherever. Like, he is, uh, uh, travels it. with it. So maybe that's why. But, I mean, I, su- <laughs> I support. Like, he went too hard one way, and so I had to go the other. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, priorities just shifted for me. I just, like, yeah. I just don't care. I I just don't care. Like I, I, and on one of my brothers, actually both my brothers are the same way. Like my, my dad was hardcore, like UK fan yelling at the TV, like hardcore. And so we were always like, yeah. Um, but I think all of us just kind of were like, meh, I don't know. We just, something switched and I, I just priorities changed. But, um, I mean, I, I, I cheer, I want, I want them to win. Cause I want Zach to be <laughs> to super be happy. happy. <laughs> so I always, he feels like I cheer against him, but that is so not true. Cause I do want them to win. I just am not invested anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I just, see, I don't no. care about college sports really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I 
pretend to. So Chris, if you're listening, turn this off. Um, no, he, he knows. Um, and I pretend to be a diehard Tennessee, fan. Tennessee Vols fan oh, because gotcha. it yeah. just eats. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'll have Alexa play Rocky Top yeah. just sporadically. Yeah. And Wrigley will be like, go big orange. Because Chris yeah. will be like, go big blue. And he's like, we like orange daddy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah we do. Right. I used to be like a UT hater. Like whenever I lived in Nashville and I was a UK fan, people were like, you live in Tennessee now. You need to be. I'm like, no, I grew up in, right. U- in, in Kentucky. Like, come on, give me a break. Just because yeah. I live here. I, I had to say something that Ashley's not going to like. Uh-oh. Oh, <clears throat> don't say it. I will say UK's grown on me a little bit. Ah. Only because. Blessed. Simply basketball. No, I'm just kidding. Which is not something I ever thought I would say. Because I used to say there are three evil K's of college basketball. <laughs> Coach K, Kansas, and Kentucky. <laughs> like, I have very strong opinions about basketball. But I like Coach Cal. Yes. Oh, I feel cool. like the way he's handled some things recently, I'm like, he's a decent person. I guess maybe I have to root for them. <laughs> or at least, it. maybe not root for them, just, just not just, root against them. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. I used hey, to find like a lot that. of pleasure in their pain. Right. But I, I feel that. So anyway, feel sorry, bad. we are right. like way off the rails <laughs> off here. Off the rails. So you have two children, two young children. Yes. Um, You're a teacher. You... um. What was the other thing? Oh, you're on the board. You're on the board of Oasis. I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you find? Is there such a thing as balance? Um, But most importantly, like, how do you find time to take care of yourself? Um, Who says that I do? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, It's it's hard, but I mean, I do have a really great partner in Chris, um, who is also very involved. and if you could see my face right now, Chris, you would know I'm shooting you a look. Um, very, very involved. In the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, we we just have, like, a system, really. It's like, I know he has this meeting and this commitment and this, and he knows I have the things that I have, and we just work it out. I mean, like you said, I don't really think there's any great definition of balance Mm -hmm. um one thing i can say that has helped tremendously is a career change um which it wasn't really career field but just job change because i am so much more appreciated at work i should say um and i am (laughs) able to separate work life and home life and i no longer feel like my work life is my life Mm -hmm. um even though tell me more about that <laughs> even though Talk i put slow. i put so much into my work i don't want you know to to make it sound like i don't but my <laughs> boss now is amazing and understands like you there is more to your life than what you do inside this building um and you should be able to leave work at work and not feel like you have to take it home and so that Amen. has been the biggest breath of fresh air in my life so I need to attribute a lot of that to to, to my new change. Yeah. Work to live, not live to work. Exactly. Yes. You're the one who told me, though, once they can replace you at work. Yes. But they can't replace you at home. And yes. that has really resonated with me Amen. since then. And, yeah. yeah. So, so true. Well, and that's when I, like, having kids. Yes. That's really <laughs> when, like, I sort of started to feel, I don't, I don't want to say unappreciated at work, but that's when I started to feel like, I have let this become my life. Yeah. And now I'm to a point where I, like, I have other things there that are, are more important. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, like, depend on me mm-hmm. and I need to be able to balance that better. And yeah. so in the, like, months leading up to Sweet Baby Asher, 
I knew there would come a time where you would have that mom guilt because it's real. Yes. Yeah, you would tell me about um, And yeah. to just know, like, listen, don't, like, you'll feel guilty about things every day at home every and day. with your children and yeah. stuff like that. And that's just going to happen and there's no way to stop that. But, yeah. like, don't ever feel guilty about not doing something at work because you chose your family first. Amen. Right. Yes. And so. Because you'll never regret I learned, that. I you'll learned never it, regret that. No. <laughs> and I learned it. I don't want to say too late, but I wish I would have realized it sooner with Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you yeah. know, hindsight. Yes. Yeah, but Absolutely. you. I mean, when you realized it, you made a change. Yeah. And I can I can tell the difference. I think you're happier and healthier. Thank you. And so I'm because I'm fatter. No. <laughs> Shut up. Stop it right now. <laughs> you are finer. No That's world. what I was gonna say. <laughs> so, what is something that you're proud of aside from work? Um, I mean, my children, obviously. I'm proud of that. I am proud that in September, I will have been married for 10 years. Wow. That's awesome. Ten to that guy, um, too. Right, I know. I deserve a medal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm proud of my typewriter collection. I love I mean, that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, you do love old typewriters. I do. You just, I just saw you. Posted you just a, posted stuff. That's right. I got a pink one. one. Where did you find that pink typewriter? The Unique Nest. It oh, is. Where is that? I've seen that. It's on that? Breckenridge. <laughs> um, and it is like a consignment thrift store for home goods and hmm. furniture. And it is, I maybe shouldn't talk so highly of it. It is a terrible place and no one should shop there. <laughs> um, no, it is. They have really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. It, it was, I could have spent far more time in there than I did. That is really That sounds I like a fun that. weekend. Yeah. Trip. It sounds super fun. And where'd you say it was? It's on Breckenridge. Breckenridge. Cool. Yeah. Like around the health department or like further down towards downtown? Um, It's kind of, um, you pass up the health department, but it's right before the light um, on Breckenridge where the old hospital is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Good to know. That sounds super fun. I should have given you like a fake address or something. Because now (laughs) you're going to go and buy everything. All the stuff. (laughs) We're going to buy all the stuff. (laughs) So who are some women that have inspired you along the way? I mean, obviously, the women in my family. So mm-hmm. my my mom um, also deserves a medal <laughs> because, like, she obviously put up with me um, and my sisters. So she deserves an award for that. Uh, um, <laughs> my sisters, who both do great things with their careers. My sister Beth is a nurse mm-hmm. in Nashville and had to endure quite a bit during COVID. Um, my sister Nikki does things above my pay level to even understand <laughs> she, she is science yeah right? she um her degree is from vanderbilt in cellular and molecular pathology Ooh. um i can spell it but don't ask me what it means <laughs> but um, i mean she's just like a nerd in the best way and i would tell her that to her face because i do <laughs> um so obviously my immediate family um a professor that i had at wesleyan kelly moffett um, her husband as well. Um, uh, but Kelly Moffat really made me feel like it was cool, I guess, to not care that it wasn't cool to like writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll never forget. She told this story to class one day and she was like, my son, um, I think he was like teenager at the time, but he was having his first like friends come over for like a birthday party, but like at that age where it's not really cool for your parents to be around, mm-hmm. but you're still too young to not have your parents around. Um, and she was like, yeah, so we were talking about it. And he just looked at me and said, mom, can you just not tell him you're a poet and like 
not do your weird poet stuff. <laughs> and she just said it like, Meh, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and I was like, that I want to be you. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I love <laughs> Kelly Moffat and I could talk about her. I've for heard you talk about her before. Hours and hours. Yeah. she was for you. <laughs> um, I mean, there was, I had a high school English teacher, Miss White, who obviously, like those ladies, I feel yeah. like really instilled in me, like my passion for obviously my career now, which I never would have thought would have been my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but my love for writing writing um and I mean as cliche as it sounds I feel like I'm inspired by people I don't even know Hmm. so like groups of women like women who are um surrogates like to me are inspiring women Mm -hmm. and so like I don't have to know you but to me you're an inspiration to do that um you know just groups of women who do things like that and I just saw a Facebook post where so like someone was paying for all the adoption fees for the animals at the shelter that were on the like euthanized list because wow. they'd been there too long. And yeah. I'm like, okay, the, I don't know if they were women, but you know, yeah, these no, sponsors generosity yeah. and, and I'm like, so, I'm so inspired by that. Like I just, you know, and, and again, not because you're just sitting in front of me, but the two of you both <laughs> like oh, your you. like desire to help women who have struggled in the same like areas of life that you have struggled in. Um, it's not always an easy thing to talk about. Um, so to me, that's inspiring because I um, miscarried before Wrigley and it was really hard to talk about. Um, and, but once I started talking about it, even just like here and there, mm-hmm. I realized how big of a community that community is. Oh yeah. Um, and so it felt like, it wasn't something I did. It wasn't something to be ashamed of. It wasn't something I was alone in. And it was just like inspiring to hear women talk about like the fact that this is real, this happens and you're not alone in it. Mm. So. Well, I want to I tell you, <clears throat> and I'm not getting emotional. I'm just sick, but <laughs> the resilience that you showed during all of that, like to be your close friend and to be there through all of that, to see how resilient you were. To allow yourself to feel the pain that came with that, like emotionally and physically, um, but to to also know what you wanted and to continue on that path. I don't mm. know. It was it was really something for as your friend um, when you did get pregnant with Wrigley and Wrigley was born. I don't know. It was it was really rewarding for the people that cared about you yeah. um, to see that as well. Even though he can be a little stinker sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely you know worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and that like back at the very beginning of all this, when Jackie was saying how she has this revelation yes. of, you know, another kid, not another kid. And yeah. you actually said something about the newborn stage. Well, for me, I would. You loved it. I loved <laughs> oh, the newborn boy. stage. Did it you have is, good sleepers? Yes. Okay. See, well, I didn't. So Willow is not a good sleeper. Okay. Wrigley was top notch. She was yeah. great. Okay. Like month gotcha. three, sleeping through the night. Yeah. Um, that makes a difference. But. I don't want, like, I would I would have another baby in a heartbeat if it was, like, you know how you can, like, breed teacup puppies and they, like, stay tiny? <laughs> like, I would have another baby if they could stay. If they could stay a baby. No. Um, but it's, like, I don't want another toddler. <sighs> See, I, I mean, toddler's age is hard, too, but yeah. I just like the, the independence. Of the, no, I, yeah. yeah. And, like, seeing how, how they're turning in. Mm-hmm. To like, oh yeah, they say they, I don't oh. want to, obviously yeah, they're human, a little but, you person, know. a little. Yeah. I don't know, well, a little. there's something really like so. 
I I only know the baby stage, right? Like yeah. as a parent so far, but like because I know that he will be our only child. Like every time he does something, it's like it's this weird like I'm proud of him, and then I'm like like also there's like an immense sadness that comes Absolutely. with it of like this will be the last time that he blah blah blahs. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird like it I is. can see how you would be like, do I want to? do this again that's like, it that, yeah that would be a really hard decision yeah, yeah. So it's hard it, it is. is it's hard to like feel like like the the finality like of yeah. something like so yeah it's like but there's yeah. this weird piece yeah in the fact that i don't really have a choice <laughs> that, <laughs> do you know hey, what i mean i like, i see that i see yeah. that I see and that. also that you know because there are people out there um who maybe have a kid or two kids or mm-hmm. however many and kids think they're done and, then and they're not. or on the flip side like want another mm. and they didn't realize like when their only kid that's it yeah and they didn't the maybe cherish time. it yeah. or... they didn't know it was going to be the last first oh, yeah. time yeah. That they got to watch their baby take a step or they'll yeah. you know so yeah. i think uh, i know it's hard it's hard parenting so hard. i love my baby <laughs> i love your baby too oh, he's he's precious. all right so the last question we have yeah. for you <clears throat> what are you most proud of about yourself not about your family, but like about you. Um, that's really hard. See, like knowing me, you should know that I don't like to talk about myself. Um, and I don't want to sound like, oh, I need you to compliment me for me. But like, I oh, don't worry. I'm not going to. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but like, it's hard for me to be like, I'm so proud that I did this. Um, but it shouldn't be. That's, I know. That's a thing, I know. Men are not. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. to get on my soapbox. But like, no, do it. Girl. Men are not afraid. And I'm, there's nothing wrong with it. Men are not afraid to say like what their good characteristics are, which is why they get higher paid jobs and put in for jobs they're not qualified yeah. for. So only and shit. what are you most proud of yeah. about yourself? Yeah. Actually, tell me now. Oh. <laughs> pressure. Um, uh, I think, okay. Despite the fact that I um, am my own worst enemy, I am proud of the fact that I am not afraid to take risks, even if it takes me a little bit to get there mm-hmm. um you know i'm that person that i might like dip my toe in the water mm. and then decide mm, too cold and then might be like mm, maybe i'll try again mm, still not right and then yeah. I'm like you know what screw it i'm just gonna run and jump in yeah um like that's more my mentality i guess with taking risks <laughs> i might not do it immediately yeah. but i feel like um the risks i have taken in my life in the last few years have paid off so much that i'm less scared to take a risk yeah. I love that. So I'm proud of Let that. Let me tell you what you should be proud of. Yeah. You should be proud of your resilience. As discussed earlier in this mm-hmm. podcast, you should be proud of your sense of humor because you're mm-hmm. freaking hilarious. Yes. Your dance moves. You should definitely be <laughs> proud of those. You have a pelvic thrust like I've never seen on a person. Ooh. Um, <laughs> But oh. also you're sort of like fearless. And I, I know you're talking about like taking yeah. risk. Yeah. But like you're fearless and you're also like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. Paying you to say these things? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like you're not afraid to like, this is going to sound bad. You're not afraid to make a fool out of yourself because yeah. you're like confident in who you are. Yeah. And so like, absolutely. you're like, you're just like a really good friend to have. I was going to say, she's a good friend. Like you should yes. be proud of that. Thank you're you. a really good friend. I mean, just authentic and genuine. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah. Like there's nothing <clears throat> phony or fake about you. You are who you are. And that is the kind of person that I am drawn to a hundred percent. Like you're one of my favorite people. Seriously. I don't There's nobody you. I'd rather eat pancakes with at D's diner than you. And, <laughs> and there is no one I'd rather sit in a lawn chair at Meyer with. 
Yeah, when mine opened, the grand opening. <laughs> yeah. Real quick story, because I know we're running long. But oh, um, when Meyer had their grand opening, they had put out, this was, what, five or six years ago, probably, that they were going to be, like, the first however many people got gift cards. And the, somehow what we heard from that was that there were going to be, like, some $500 gift cards, oh. $100 <laughs> gift cards, all this stuff. Yeah. So me, her, and our friend Morgan... We called ourselves the zebra girls, but we went and got our like folding camping chairs and like they, I think that was happening at like 6 a.m. We were there at like 11 p.m. the night before. Stop it. And like camped out in front of Meyer because we were like, what else? We None of us were, well, she was married, but none of us had kids or anything. And I was yeah. like, what else were we going to do on Friday right. night or whatever? The that largest, was <laughs> the largest gift card they gave out was $20. Oh my gosh. And I think we all got like a $10 Oh no, you card. and I got $20 ones and poor Morgan got 10 But <laughs> remember there was like. It was a good memory. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so much fun. I do think there was. The crowd at the Meyer Grand Opening was really, like, the people watching there was amazing. We fit in. (laughs) That's a core memory. Um, I just thought of one other thing that I would like to add. Okay. Okay, please. I am proud of the fact that my sense of humor has seemed to rub off on some of my coworkers. Ah. Because I don't know what more fun said, but for some reason, I literally just thought of something a coworker said to me last week. Um, I pride myself on wearing, like, honey English teacher related t-shirts I am um (laughs) and he stopped me and he said uh Gendek what's the difference between a cat and a comma I don't know I love them both (laughs) (laughs) um and he said one has claws at the end of its paws and the other is a pause in a clause <laughs> I mean, I come on. It. What is better than That's grammar humor? Hilarious. Kitty cat. I'm yes. just going to laugh about that the whole way home. You will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boo. Thank you for being here. We yes. appreciate you. Thank oh, you so much for, for having me. Thank you for your realness. You're welcome. I just want to snuggle the you after this. <laughs> I thought snuggle. that was the plan. I know. And then she showed <laughs> that up was and the a microphone <laughs> in her face. I'm sorry. All right. Off to snuggle. Bye. 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 Ashley's sister, Beth Braun, and her friend, McKenna Titchener-Campbell, tell why Ashley is an inspiration to them. To me, Ashley has always been inspiring, even from a young age. She's always known what she's wanted, and she's never let anything stop her. She's definitely dealt with struggles and heartbreak, but always finds a way to keep going, and that takes courage, and to me, that's what's most inspiring. Ashley, 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 how do I describe how much my big sister Ashley has inspired me? From the start, we met in college, and through some poor choices of mine and some crazy decisions, Ashley really stood by my side. She inspired me to take pride in who I was as a Kappa Delta, to love myself, um, to stay focused, and to just be a better friend. As a mom, though, she words really can't even describe how much she inspires me every day. Seeing her with Willow, Wrigley, it's beautiful. Like, after everything that she's been through to get those kiddos, the love that she shows them is the epitome of the word inspiring. I'm so proud and thankful to call her my friend and to honestly have her by my side this long after we met because it was a little sketchy there at first. She almost didn't like me, but... Your heart inspires me every day, Ashley. Thank you.